I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on today's episode, I forget which number episode we're on for this season, but on today's episode, we are talking about a classic book and children's show called Thomas and Friends. Originally known as Thomas the Tank Engine. So it's the 75th anniversary of when Thomas and Friends, the first book, it was called the Railway Series. The first book of that series was published back in 1945. So we're going to give you a little bit about the history and about what that show's about and other good stuff. For now, before we continue, let's answer last week's trivia question. So what show originally appeared on Nickelodeon, but later moved to Disney? The answer is Doug. It was about a, a boy named Doug. Set in middle school, I, I want to say. So it followed the adventures of Doug and his friends at, during middle school. And I guess it, it originally appeared on Nickelodeon, but later moved to the Disney Channel. Yeah. And it, the series finale for that show was Doug's first movie and when the show ended in 1999. Oh, interesting. It's kind of like what, what was originally planned for SpongeBob, where the movie was supposed to be the series finale, essentially. Yep. But that one, I know, was, was one of the original Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. So it moved to the Disney Channel in 1996, and that's where it stayed until the finale. Okay. So that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around until the end of the episode for another trivia question. For now, let's get started on our feature presentation. So like I said, Thomas and Friends originally started as the Railway series, a, a series of children's books back in 1945. It's a very interesting history the author, what was the name of the author again? Reverend Wilbert Audrey. And the later ones, Christopher Audrey. Wilbert Audrey's son. And actually the backstory of how these stories got started was that uh, Wilbert's son had come down with the measles. And while Christopher was recovering, Wilbert would tell these stories about these anthropomorphic tank engines, or train cars rather. And from that experience, he will later turn those into actual stories that he wrote down and, and with illustrations and that sort of thing. I see, yeah. The show itself didn't actually come until many, many years later. Yes, it started in 1994 and was created by Britt Alcroft, who the original sh series, the classics were models was the model series where they all look like toys, I remember. And it is also a spinoff to a children's program from the 80s until the 90s called Shining Time Station. And can you tell us about Shining Time Station? Shining Time Station was a children's TV program from the 1980s and the 90s all about trains and locomotives. And one of the characters who was originally played by former Beatles member Ringo Starr was Mr. Conductor, who would later appear being played by Alec Baldwin in the 2000 film Thomas and the Magic Railroad. So Ringo Starr played the character on which show? 
Shining Time Station. And then he was also the narrator for the UK version and later the US version of earlier episodes of Thomas and, of Thomas the Tank Engine. Because the original series ha- had voices narrating the stories. They didn't, the characters didn't actually talk. Gotcha. So it was like reading the books aloud rather than having actual characters playing the different roles in stories. Yes, I know. And it started in the UK, but it came to the US a little later. Yeah, it's interesting because they had been working on trying to create a show based on those books for a long time. I think they tried in the early 1950s to do like a live action version and there were just a lot of production issues and it was actually canceled after just one episode and it would take another 20 some years or 30 some years rather to try it again. And the second time around was a lot more successful. As you were saying, it came over from the UK to the United States. And I imagine that you watched the show as a kid. I did watch the classic episodes of when I was a kid, when I was a lot younger on video. I remember they were fun and they were interesting, good, good, fun stories. Not quite stop motion, more of model. So it's not like animation. I remember like the characters, the train engines have like uh, eyes on the front and and they're movable. And so it's like very rudimentary kind of animation, almost kind of like stop motion a little bit, but sort of in live action. So like the trains would move, they would like switch out facial expressions. So if they're like smiling or sad or scared, and then they could make the eyes move. I remember actually as a kid thinking that like the the look of them was kind of creepy in a way. I agree. You can see why a little creepy. Yeah. The trains look like toy trains and the human characters kind of look like dolls. Yeah. So it's a very interesting look. One of the narrators like Ringo Starr or I think in the US version, it was George Carlin. (laughs) Interesting choice for a for a children's show. I know. It was mainly, like, I'm saying, targeted at the preschool audience. Although sometimes I did find some episodes a little scary at times. What were some of your favorite episodes as a kid? Some of my favorite, I remember, of the classic episodes. I remember ones like, was Thomas Comes to Breakfast, when Thomas accidentally come, breaks into a house when people are having breakfast. Or another one, like, Percy and Percy and Harold. And also those mischievous, troublemaking freight cars, which were later renamed as the Troublesome Trucks. And I remember Grumpy Old Diesel. Yeah, so a lot of of similar tropes that you would see on children's shows, whether it's like Sesame Street. There's the grumpy character. There's the happy-go-lucky character. There's the silly character. I know, I like, and I remember Thomas's coaches, Annie and Clarabelle. And I used to have some toy wooden figures and play sets of Thomas when I was a little kid. Nice. Did you play with them? Yeah, I did a lot when I was very little. Also, the show in the 80s and 90s was a success, I remember, which had been in development late in the 90s. It was There was a film called Thomas and the Magic Railroad. It's interesting about it is the original version of it was kind of creepy, too creepy for younger kids. And it was had a kind of a scary bad guy in the film called P.T. Boomer. Was that a playoff of P.T. Barnum? I assume, though, but he was in the original uncut scary version, but he was cut from the film due to being too scary and too disturbing for younger kids. 
What made him too scary for the? Because of what he had explosives and he was and for what the kind of character he was, it would have been just for young children. So, so what happens in in the second version of the film? There's the bad guy in the movie who was still kind of scary, but more suitable for younger kids to see was Diesel Ten, who has appeared in much later media, and it was also the first appearance of a character named Lady. The film I remember was released in. 2000, I remember, in July of that year. Although it was well-received by a lot of younger fans, the film, I know, got mostly an unfavorable response from critics. What were they saying? I'm not sure, though, but they must have thought it didn't have a really good script or that seemed more appealing to younger younger kids. And... I could see that because I think one defining trait of the show is that it's it's a very relaxed and laid back show like if you watch a lot of modern children's shows there's a lot of stuff happening at any given moment whether it's there's lots of colors or lots of sounds or lots of action happening the screen is usually completely full of something happening thomas and friends is a lot slower a lot more relaxed and i guess in some ways the vibe feels similar to like bob ross you know, the famous painter who would paint just like scenic landscapes and it's just very chill and relaxed and, and very meditative, I think. In that way, it was, it was a very different type of children's show, I think, than, than a lot of what you see today. And even back then, a lot, a lot of what you would see back then. I see, yeah. I know that the show, Britt Elcroft also did a show called, which was kind of like Thomas, actually it was not as well known, called Theodore Tugboat, which was kind of like Thomas, but with boats. It was on from 1993 until 2001, and it is currently owned by Classic Media, now known as DreamWorks Classics. Did you watch that show as a kid? I did, but not as much. I remember way more of Thomas. And it's not as well known as Thomas either. Spinoffs usually aren't. I mean, they're, it's hard to be as popular as the original. I see what you're saying, yeah. But this show, I'm saying, not actually the same person as Thomas, but it was very similar. But I think it had some association with Thomas, but it wasn't as well known. It's like the expanded universe for the Thomas and Friends franchise. Yeah. So what did you like about Thomas and Friends as a kid? Like, what attracted you to the show in the first place? Fun, lovable engine characters. I liked the engines the colorful characters the unique expressions of them and how appealing they were i just thought it was great and i know in later years of the show thomas and friends they still did the model series until they revived redid the show and redesigned it in computer animation starting in 2008 the characters actually talk there's not just voices narrating the stories anymore and have you seen that show any of that show i've seen like bits and pieces of them online and I think it's pretty cool, and I think it's computer animated that way, and I think it's better and a lot easier that way that they changed it. And there's also been a bunch of direct video films and specials based on the show since then. Like, for instance, in 2020, there was Tale of the Brave and The Great Race in 26, and some others, I remember. And one of the new characters they introduced was Nia, She's, I think, an engine from Af from Africa, because I think in later years they introduced engines from around the world. And I really like that the Thomas and Friends 
show I, I loved when I was a lot younger has changed and evolved into a computer animated show. And why is that? Because I think it's a little less creepy than the earlier <laughs> model series. And it's also not too realistic. It looks more like computer animation, like classic computer animation or modern alike, such as Toy Story and things like that. And I think it's a lot of fun. And I, since they redesigned the show, they introduced a bunch of new characters, new engine characters. That's an interesting thing to note about how it seems like it was less creepy. It's less creepy now because of the transition to CGI. And I think there's something to that because, as we were saying before, all the facial expressions and eye movements were controlled off screen. So it kind of unintentionally, I think, had this this effect of like, it's the same thing that like if you watch a horror movie and there's like a doll and like its eyes moves or the doll moves, it's kind of has that same effect. Yeah, you should, I get what you're saying. And I'm sure a lot of newer, younger kids who love Thomas have seen the computer animated show, not so much of the old school show. They've been introduced to the, to the less creepy version, for better or worse. You know, as a kid, I, I saw some episodes of the show and, like, it's just a very chill show, like, being able... And I think there's there's something to having that live action aspect to it that kind of allows it to be slower and, and more controlled and to tell a story that's a lot more laid back besides the different animation how else has the show changed over the years other like a bunch of new characters who never appeared in the original series prior to 2008 or in the original books by audrey but just like the original classic show has made a lot of toys and merch like a lot of toy engines and things like that and even cool children's apps and based on the show. Obviously, there's something to it that even 75 years later, at least in terms of the books, the the show's been around since the 80s. Like, it's still going strong. It's up there with, like, Sesame Street as one of the longest-running children's shows. Yes, children's are family-friendly shows. So it's still very successful, even though it kind of, for a long time, it, it was, like, relying on this outdated technology in terms of filming everything live action, it's certainly, it's not like Spongebob. It's not like any of the other shows that are out, like Steven Universe or, or whatever other cartoons are out now. It still has that laid back personality that I, I think, certainly for parents, I think they definitely appreciate that vibe. I agree. And it's, and I'm sure a lot of younger kids mostly have seen the new show, not that's computer animated since 2008, not as much as the older, earlier one. But still, I think that's great that they evolved the show in a new, different way that where the characters actually talk. I really like what they did to the show and you know how it's evolved and to what it is today. It just goes to show that whether you're five years old or 75 years old, you're still capable of changing and... Uh making interesting stories. I also like that the show also is like a combination of old-fashioned from the 20th century with modern 21st century. Yeah, so, you know, happy birthday, Thomas and friends, and here's to many more. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. 
If you do, you will get access to exclusive content, so be sure to check it out. In the meantime, we have a trivia question. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, and other things like that are very popular nowadays. But what was the name of one of the first earliest online social media services that people used before those services existed? Okay. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>